1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. Thank you for listening to us every Sunday morning. And today we're going to be talking about best new ideas in retirement. You know, people retire every year and we think, well, you have to save money, you have to have income, you have to have a pension, and then you're going to do the things you really wanted to do all your life. But it doesn't necessarily work that way. But today there's been a lot of publications, stories written about new ideas to think about retiring, living longer, living healthier. And we're going to talk about some of those things today. And what do you need to do if you're going to get there? So first of all, I'd like to say good Sunday morning to attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Mike, it's always great to have you here on the show. Uh, it's nice to have somebody to talk to. Mm. It's kind of hard to talk just to yourself. Yeah. You know, not... for 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So It's good to be here. But you have a lot of good ideas and you've got a lot of good experience. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not have your estate plan in order, if you haven't done things necessary to protect your family, then make an appointment to go see attorney Mike Coleman. And you can reach him at 508-998-8800. So let's begin. I searched around for some quotations that I thought I'd like to use on today's show. And I tend to come back to the standards, you know, like Mark Twain and a few of those people. Mark Twain was a really uh, saucy kind of a guy. He was a bit ahead of his time. But uh, I still like him. I still like a lot of things that he had to say. But I also was poking around in some of the Phyllis Diller material. And so we're going to try out some of that material today too, Mike. That's a new one. I don't yes. think I've heard any of those before. <laughs> no. You know, I never was a real big fan of hers. No. She's very sort of crass person. Uh, crass, but then she also uh, was not a terrific looking person. Yeah. And then she went out and got plastic surgery. Yeah, that doesn't help. Most and it changed times. her whole appearance, <laughs> but not necessarily for the better. Yeah, normally it doesn't. <laughs> so I think there's some things you can do to improve yourself, like exercise and not smoking and uh, drinking uh, in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, let's talk about some best new ideas in retirement. We've got a lot of good information to share with you. And by the way, if you're interested in having copies of any of these articles, uh, like in search of brain training that works, uh, we'd be happy to provide them. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we're happy to provide it. You know, the most important thing I think that people need to do for preparing for retirement, although ideally they should have done it a long time earlier, is to make sure their estate plan is in place. Mm-hmm. Because uh, as everybody should know by now, if you don't make a plan for yourself, then the government has a plan for you, and it's not pretty. Absolutely. Everyone should have at least a will and some other important estate planning documents. Uh, we offer free consultation, so if anyone listening wants to come in and meet with us, you can call us at 508-998-8800, or if you want to visit our website, it's lancelawinc.com. So take a look. So I have to start out. This has got nothing to do with you, Mike, I promise, but I just happen to like this particular Mark Twain quotation. It is better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you are a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. Yep, I've heard that one before. before. (laughs) I probably have used it before. 
but I still like Mark Twain. I mean, he was way ahead of his time. He was considered scandalous in his time in the 1850s when he wrote. And um, But he had some good things to say. Um, I always like this one because I think this has a lot to do with uh, a lot of politicians. Mm. Do you like political jokes, Mike? Jokes, sure. Politicians, no. <laughs> Not okay. so much. I think that's a pretty much of a universal opinion, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So this is one of my favorites. I have said this before from Mark Twain. Suppose you were an idiot, and suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. <laughs> well, we won't go any further with that today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about some new ideas in retirement. You know, most people, unfortunately, just don't plan. Uh, they wait until the last minute, and they figure, well, I'm going to get to be a certain age, and I'm going to take Social Security, and I'm going to see how much I've saved for retirement, and I'm going to quit my job because I really haven't liked doing it for a long time anyway, and I'm older, and I'm tired, and I want to retire. But if you haven't done some kind of planning, you're not going to have the kind of retirement that you want. Um, I like to say, and I've read this many times, that when you retire, you can assume that the budget, what it's going to cost you to continue to live, is going to be about 80% of what you were uh, earning before. Hmm. So if you were making X dollars per year, that income is no longer going to come in, but you're going to need about 80% of your total income to continue just maintaining the same lifestyle that you had. And I know you have budget forms that you normally have people fill out when you meet with them, correct? Yep. Single most important piece of paper you can have, um, give us a call. We'll be happy to provide it. There's no cost. doesn't mean you have to come in and make an appointment. We'll just send you a copy of our budget form. Mm -hmm. And um, you need to do a little planning. But I think a lot of people in general aren't necessarily psychologically ready to retire. I have one client right now, for example, who's on the South Shore. And she has a very good paying job. She works for a medical facility, and she was going to retire this summer. And then she got a, an opportunity to take a lateral position, and now she's decided she's going to put off retirement for another one to two years. Hmm. But she's told me specifically before that she's really not sure what she would do in retirement. Yeah. She has a very responsible position. She takes care of patients, and she said, I just can't imagine sitting around at home. I'm not a golfer. I don't do those kinds of things. <laughs> so I need to think about what I would do if I were retired. And I think you need to think about a purpose. Yeah. Well, retirement can take a lot of different forms. I mean, there's you know, partial retirement where you transition into maybe a, a role where you're not working as many hours or, or the, there's full retirement. My mom retired as a teacher mm -hmm. and then she went to go substitute teach so okay. she would work you know a couple days a week maybe well for many many people including in some ways us um, your job becomes your identity doesn't yeah it? yeah and so psychologically if all of a sudden one day you just don't show up um, you're retired you know what do you do with the rest of your life right so I think you need to be psychologically ready to retire you need to think about What's important to you? What else could you do to help contribute? Um, everybody's different. And the best thing to think about is to think about it ahead of time, mm -hmm. two or three years before you're actually thinking about retiring or planning to retire. Start to write down what your goals are, what else you might be doing. 
what do you actually plan to do in retirement? And I've had many people, and I'm sure you do as well, Mike, in Mm -hmm. your law practice. uh, I've had many people say, I don't have enough time to do all the things that I'm doing right now. Right. I don't know how I got all these things done before because I'm not working, but yet my schedule is really busy. Maybe you're taking care of grandchildren. um, Maybe you're volunteering. There's just lots and lots of things to do. I meet with clients sometimes, and I know some people retire and then they get antsy and they don't know what to do with themselves. So I often ask people, you know, are you bored? And most of the time they'll say no. Yeah. They have plenty of things to do. They have either hobbies or, like you said, taking care of grandchildren or sure. whatever it may be. So. Well, Tenny really enjoys gardening, for example. Uh, my wife, attorney Tenny Lance, and I know that she'd spend a lot more time just gardening. Mm. It gives her satisfaction. Yeah. With the weather we've had, there's plenty of weeds to be pulled. and Well, that's what she's been doing. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, I get to unload 10 bags of mulch that weighed about 50 or 60 pounds each. Wow. Hmm. But she couldn't move them. So unwillingly, I got involved in a little gardening myself. Yeah. Which, Who's cutting the lawn these days? Uh, I have somebody who comes and cuts the oh, lawn. Okay. But <laughs> you're welcome to come, Michael. You can come and cut. Okay. I will buy you a lawnmower, as I said before. <laughs> I do not enjoy cutting grass, no. <laughs> and I think that even if I were fully retired, I would not enjoy cutting the grass. But, you know, I enjoy what I do. I like helping people. I like teaching. If I weren't helping people doing retirement planning, I could envision teaching a course at, you know, a local college or university yeah. or even filling in as a substitute teacher in school. Yep. Um, I have a, a friend who's a retired podiatrist, and he's a substitute teacher, and he gets called in. Hmm. Interesting. And I, like your mother, I know other people who do substitute teaching because yeah. they enjoy it, gives you a little bit of income. The only bad thing about that is that most of the time you get called very early in the morning oh. without much notice. You know, oh. when someone calls out sick, all of a sudden you're getting a call at 5 in the morning to come in and teach. So there's that. Well, you need to be sort of psychologically ready to retire. You can't just say, Here's the date. I'm going to be retired on that date. You need to have some ideas, some goals, some plans, and you need to sort of anticipate what you want to do. Yes, money, you have to plan for money, but uh, retirement is very much a a mental health consideration. Your whole purpose in life of working, perhaps, whatever you do that makes you feel good about yourself, that you enjoy doing, that produces income, uh, all of a sudden that's not part of your life. Maybe you start a new career. Maybe you start a new business. So do you have a recommendation as to how long people should start planning um, for retirement? At least two years ahead of time. Uh, If you're 63 and you say, I want to retire when I'm 65 because that's when I'm going to start collecting Medicare Mm -hmm. and my health insurance will be a little less expensive for me perhaps. So let's say that that's your target. You really ought to be thinking two years earlier about All right, what are you going to do when you retire? Mm -hmm. Can you get by on one car in the household instead of two cars in the household if you're married? What can you do to reduce costs and expenses? And it takes some time to plan things. Should you put solar on your roof if you have a house, for example, because you want to cut down electric bills? Should you do an energy audit because you can figure out you can save some money on electricity if you Mm -hmm. do things like that? But and I know Social Security must play into that, too, whether or not you're going to take Social Security if you're still working. 
Yeah, in fact, I'm glad you mentioned that, Mike, because we're going to be talking um, in the next week or so about doing a social security show. We haven't done that for a while. And we're going to do that in conjunction with um, several social security seminars. So stay tuned and listen for that. Uh, it's a very complicated subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something like 60% of all people start collecting social security at age 62. And they don't have to. And they don't have to. Yeah. And if they're still working, they could end up applying for Social Security at age 62, getting a check, and then finding out that Social Security is going to withhold their check mm-hmm. because they're making too much money. Right. And so roughly uh, $16,000, $17,000, every $2 you make over that, they're going to withhold $1 from your check. Yep. So you don't necessarily want to collect Social Security at age 62 if you're still working. That's one of the biggest mistakes people make. We're going to talk a lot about that, but yes. Um, so then, mostly I think to get past the psychological discussion, how do you want to spend your time? It's not going to be all travel. It's not going to be out playing golf three days a week that a lot of people think. You're going right. to get bored right. doing that. Um, so think about some activities that you'd like to do, or maybe you wanted to be a writer or an actor, or you want to be a volunteer for a nonprofit organization and give tours. There's lots and lots of things. Make a list. Make a list of all the things that you think you might possibly want to do if you didn't have to work every single day. I have a client who is an avid motorcyclist, and one of the things he does in retirement is take motorcycle trips. Hmm. So he'll go cross-country up into Canada Mm -hmm. and back on his motorcycle with a bunch of other guys that he likes to travel with so right. you know if you have a hobby like that it's easy to you know spend time doing that sure it is and um that can be enjoyable can be a lot of fun you know what i've noticed is that many many people out on motorcycles are older people yep i mean they're very safe drivers they're very yeah. cautious but um it can be a, a, an interesting thing to do mm-hmm. so then Make the list of all the things that you think you might want to do so you have some idea of what retirement might look like. And then about one year prior to retirement, then now it's maybe check-in time, a pre-flight review almost if you were flying a plane. Develop concrete steps. What are you going to do the week after you retire? Mm-hmm. Are you just going to sleep in bed every day? <laughs> um, you're not going to want to do that. But there'll be surprises. And... When you actually retire, all of a sudden, I think it's like pressure is off, and you don't have to get up every single day uh, at the same hour and set your alarm clock. Maybe you sleep a little longer. Um, but you need to constantly reevaluate what you're doing. Uh, financially, we're going to come back to and talk about some of that in a little bit. But the number one fear that Americans have is that when they go to retire, they're going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. So something like um, there's like a 30% chance that you could run out of money in retirement. I think one of the biggest uh, things is that they may fear some event happening in their lives, like a health uh, disaster or something. So I wonder if there's a certain amount of money that you recommend keeping in reserves for that sort of a, an event. That's a hard one. Um, yeah. And there's people all over the place that say, like Susie Orman, that you need to have, you know, a one-year supply of money. Mm-hmm. But even that is not necessarily enough. Right. 
you need to make sure that when you're retired, you're going to have health insurance. Mm -hmm. So if you're 65 and older, you're typically going to be receiving Medicare. And then you need to have a Medicare supplement plan. But health insurance risks are extremely critical. Uh, There's a fellow that goes to my church, and just a couple of weeks from now, he's having major surgery on rotator cuff and also repairing three tendons. And I said, what happened? He said, I had a fall. And he's younger than I am. So something as very simple as a fall can totally you know, debilitate you. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking at about a three-month period of rehab after he does this. Hmm. And he's self-employed, and the business that he's in requires that he uses his arms. Hmm. So he's going to have a three-month period when he's not really going to be able to work effectively. No income, yeah. Yep, lower yeah. income. Mm-hmm. So you need to plan for that contingency. Um, you need to think about uh, going back to the documents that we were talking about, Mike, you mm-hmm. need to have basic health documents in place. Absolutely. A healthcare proxy. Uh, you have a HIPAA authorization, perhaps a living will. Some people want to execute those. Some don't. But right, that name's an agent to speak to your doctors if you can't do that for yourself. So those are important documents to have, definitely. So when we get older and when we retire, health becomes a major consideration. You want to make sure that you're covered for health insurance, either private health insurance or Medicare or Medicare with Medicare supplement. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that in place, then that's a significant risk. It's terribly expensive today if you have to have any medical procedure or any kind of a hospital stay. Right. But as you have just mentioned, you need to have documents in place so that if you can't make decisions for yourself, somebody can make decisions for you. Correct. Yep. Because things happen. Otherwise, there could be the possibility of probate court involvement. If you don't have these documents, you may have to have someone appointed guardian or conservator. So mm-hmm. something that can be avoided if you have the right documents in place. Right. I want to give you one more quotation from my dear friend Mark Twain. Okay. If you hold a cat by the tail, you learn things you cannot learn any other way. <laughs> Not sure what that means exactly. Means don't hold a cat by the tail. Yeah. <laughs> if you have cats, you know why. But uh, I guess you know it's not too far fetched to say retirement is like that in a way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of unexpected things that will happen that you just can't plan for. I wonder, married couples too. I think sometimes there's a fear of being together too much after. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think about it, and let's say one spouse retires early, and all of a sudden the other spouse is home, and now they're faced with the prospect of spending all day together. Yeah, yeah. After 40 or 50 years of having their somewhat independence. Yeah, that can be independence, a... separate lives in some ways. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's why you need to have hobbies yeah. or you still need to have some time apart from each other, don't yeah, you? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's why my dad keep, kept working after my mom retired. I think she wanted him to stay out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, too much togetherness is not necessarily a good thing. Um, and um, so I, I have to give you one more Mark Twain quotation, and then we'll move on a little bit. All you need in this life is ignorance and then confidence, and then success is sure. Yeah. This is not a political quotation. <laughs> well. But he said it 100 years ago. It could be a political quotation for today, couldn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. But a lot of people. <laughs> 
But we won't make any uh, political comments on the show. We try not to as much as we can. So um, what about exercise? Mike, do you exercise? I do. I like to go walking in the trails around the area. Mm-hmm. I went to Destruction Brook this past weekend a couple times. Oh, good. Yeah, with Logan. Yep. So we walked three to four miles. Really nice areas. So this, in the past three days, let's see, I've done two bicycle rides. They were three miles each. They were sort of short, okay. but I don't bicycle slowly. I bicycle, you know, yeah. for exercise. Yeah. And I did one walk with Tenny. Nice. So you need to keep moving. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And certainly when you retire, you need to keep moving. You need to keep exercising. And even if you haven't done it before, you've been too busy working, uh, maybe it's a time to think about if you really want to last and you really want to be flexible and you don't want to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Continue exercising or start exercising. Yeah. So many nice areas are in, in this area to go walking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's nice to get outside. The only thing that scares me recently is this um, triple E virus. Yeah, these you mosquitoes. know, that's interesting because I've seen people walking up by my house at about 7.30, quarter of 8 at night, and yeah. I'm thinking, this is the time when the mosquitoes are out. This oh, is yeah. the most dangerous time. I think Plymouth County has said people shouldn't be outside after 6 yeah. at night. Yeah. So it is a concern. Either that or be covered up and have uh, insect repellent on. It's, yeah. it, it is a serious concern. One of my favorite authors of all time was uh, Henry David Thoreau. And one of my favorite quotes that I think a lot of people have heard before and don't realize that it was Henry David Thoreau who read it, if a man does not keep pace with his companions... Perhaps it because it's because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music which he hears, however measured or far away. Hmm. You've probably That's heard nice. that quote before, haven't you? I haven't, actually. No? no. Okay. Well, I taught you something new today, Michael. Uh, now I have. <laughs> did you ever read Walden? Yes. Good. I yeah. did. I've read it, but not for a very long time. So here's a new idea in retirement we want to talk about. We've talked about having a plan. We've talked about doing some exercise. We talked about making sure that it's important to have legal documents in place. We haven't touched on financial yet, but how about brain training? Do you ever mm. see ads in magazines and papers that say, train your brain and you'll live longer? Oh, yeah. And there are all sorts of apps on phones these days that you can get mm-hmm. for brain training. Right. Um, I was looking for vitamins online over the weekend, and there are actually supplements that you can buy that supposedly stimulate your brain and not one of them is probably fda approved probably not (laughs) (laughs) so think about that i mean almost any supplement that you take is not fda approval approved but um you know i think one of the things that uh, a lot of people are most afraid of and i will confess it's my own fear i don't want to lose my mind when i get older i don't want to have dementia i don't want to have alzheimer's i hope that you know, maybe I have some sudden event, but my brain stays sharp right up until the end. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think losing your mental ability is, is probably one of the worst things you can go through. And we have seen a lot of people in the office that have uh, dementia or Alzheimer's issues. Mm. And I've seen a couple situations in which it was impacting the wife, for example. And the husband's sitting there almost as if he's not willing to recognize what's happening. Or they just don't really understand it. I mean, if someone has that sort of 
uh, illness, I think it affects the people around them sometimes more than it affects them because they just mm-hmm. aren't really aware of what's happening. Well, again, this is where, you know, physically, uh, being physically fit and doing physical uh, training and body conditioning and Zumba classes or whatever it happens to be make a big difference. If you keep your your body active, your brain active, then you're less likely to have those kinds of issues. It says in 2018, people spent an estimated $1.9 billion on digital brain training. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. I, I don't think they've introduced that in Congress yet. What? Brain training. <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> so all my remarks today are going to be confined to talking about Congress as a generality. Mm. So I won't, I won't go higher than that. But um, I don't know that cognitive training or brain training ever works. Um, but people are desperate and they'll reach out for anything that they think will uh, possibly help keep them brain fit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, think about uh, cardiovascular risk, keeping your body moving. Uh, think about uh, dementia. Nobody wants to have dementia. I don't. As I said, that's the thing that I would be most concerned about. So I'm not sure that it works. You can try it, but um, I think in general, most people just want to remain independent as long as they can. Absolutely, yeah. So let's talk about um, saving money. How do we save money for retirement? I'd like to come back and talk about some financial things specifically. How do you save money for retirement? How can you cut down expenses for retirement? And what are some of the new ideas for retirement? that maybe you haven't thought about before. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the financial side of things and um, a few more quotations from David Thoreau. Nice. If that's exciting to you. I like that, yeah. Yeah, I've got one other good one for him. Men go fishing all of their lives without knowing that it is not fish that they are after. Hmm. Something else. Interesting. So stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the money side of retirement, and some new ideas that you should think about for saving enough money for retirement. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Wise, ladies and gentlemen. This morning, we're talking about some new ideas in retirement. We want to find out whether you think you're ready for retirement. Maybe you're already retired. There's still things that you can do, but we want to talk about some new ideas that perhaps you haven't thought about before. So uh, with us this morning is attorney Mike Coleman. Welcome back, Michael. Good morning. Good to be here. Thank you. So our topic today is best new ideas in retirement. And we were saying in the last half hour that think about what you want to do in retirement. Make a list, get prepared, and plan ahead of time. Don't just all of a sudden turn the key one day in your office and say, well, I'm out of here, and not have given any thought to what you want to do. That's a big mistake. And it's not about visiting the casinos or going fishing or going golfing. It's about a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people will start a brand new career. Uh, They might decide they're going to take a job. Uh, We have a client right now, and she's probably listening this morning because she listens almost every week. She's 85 years old, and she's still working on a part-time schedule in Walmart. Hmm. So She agreed her. Uh, no, they don't do greeters anymore. Oh, they don't? No, yeah. Walmart has uh, changed. They, they don't do greeters. Oh, I haven't been there in a while, so. <laughs> no. What they do instead is they search your bags when you leave. Oh, jeez. Are you serious? <laughs> so it's a whole different, serious. Oh, yeah. wow. It's a whole different tone now when you go to Walmart. Mm. Bring back the greeters, get rid of the bag checkers. Yeah, I agree. 
So when I check out, for example, I'll have like five or six big bags of cat litter. They weigh 25 pounds each. Yeah. And because they're not in a bag, they want to check my receipt and make yeah. sure I haven't walked out and stolen. Yeah. Well, am I going to steal five or six bags of cat litter? <laughs> I suppose <laughs> you could. <laughs> they do that at BJ's, too. They always check your receipt when you're leaving. Yeah, they, they do it fairly quickly and, yeah. and so forth. Yeah. So it's not, not too bad a thing. Well, uh, we talked a little bit about exercise and how important it is to do something every single day if you can on a regular basis. I try to do something every day. If I'm not walking or bicycling, mm -hmm. and that's sort of weather dependent, then I've got some light weights and I'll do a few sets of light weights. Yeah. Um, I see I a lot of people around the area walking their dogs. Mm -hmm. So it's a good reason to get a dog is to stay active, to walk the dog. If you say so. <laughs> You're not a dog person. Well, it's not that I don't like dogs. I like dogs, Mike. It's just that I don't want the responsibility of having to take it for yeah, a walk a, every single a, day. It's a lot, yeah. And, uh, but if you're retired and you have the time, it's a yes. good, you know, I, I see the same people when I'm driving around walking their dogs every day, so. Well, I like cats better. You, you, you can't tell a cat what to do. Right. Um, you can tell a dog what to do, and a dog will most of the time listen. Yep. But cats, now they look at you and you say, what, are you kidding? <laughs> um, the only thing my cats have learned is they've learned two words, get down. Yeah. So when I say get down, they look at me and they jump right off the table or whatever they're on. That's good. So they know that word. I like cats, but I'm allergic, so that's oh. out for me. Okay. <laughs> well, Henry David Thoreau said, never look back unless you are planning to go that way. Hmm. Um, so that's my last quotation. No, I'll give you one more quotation from Henry David Thoreau. An early morning walk is a blessing for the whole day. It is. It is. Yeah. Because it makes you feel better, doesn't it? Right. And you get to see what's going on in your neighbor's house and everything else. <laughs> so go for a walk, ladies and gentlemen. Well, um, here's a new way to save money uh, for the single biggest expense that you have in retirement. Um, you want to save for housing. So some interesting trends in housing. More and more people are living together. Mm -hmm. It could be a child living with parents. It could be a parent living with children. Um, and housing is expensive. It's very expensive today. So there's a lot of ways that people are living together now. You might get a roommate. Um, could be same sex. Could be opposite sex or whatever mm -hmm. you like. Right. Um, but sometimes it's almost like having a roommate, but then you end up sharing expenses and you decide, you know, what you, you've got companionship. Yeah. Uh, you've got somebody that you can talk to and you have a way of sharing expenses and you don't support two houses. You're only going to be supporting one house. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So there are care management companies that now can put this together as well. You could decide to live in... Uh, doesn't have to be assisted living facility. It can be a group living facility, which is for healthy people. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen many of our clients in that kind of a situation. Um, you can expand benefits there. You can get long-term care benefits if you need that eventually. You can, need, you can get help if you need it later. But you put up a membership fee typically. Then you pay a monthly fee. Uh, it may provide for meals. Um, some element of community living. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. Yeah. 
And um, this is going to become more and more popular. And, you know, why do you want to go home to a place by yourself every night and just be by yourself? Yeah. A lot of people want to stay in their homes. They don't want to leave. Correct. Um, so maybe that, that roommate situation could, could mm-hmm. be a good thing. Yeah. I have a friend that I've known for about 40 years in the city. Yeah. And she usually has at least one, sometimes two men living in the house with her. It's mm-hmm. purely a rental arrangement. Yeah. And uh, it provides some companionship, but it also provides some financial support. You definitely want to be careful about that, though. You want to make sure you get the right people, you know, and with you. So, Well, if you're going to do that, um, it's not far-fetched to do a credit check yeah. and a background check. Criminal background check. Yeah. And we can provide sources and information if somebody's interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. And how do you go about doing that? And it's not an insulting thing. You want to make sure who's going to be living in the house with you. Absolutely. So you should check it out. So... Um, in that vein, uh, Phyllis Diller once said, I want my children to have all the things I couldn't afford. Then I want to move in with them. <laughs> I'm sure she didn't have too many money issues when no, she was. <laughs> probably not. Uh, she didn't like housework either. She said, housework can't kill you, but why take a chance? <laughs> so, yeah, no, she has some funny things. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a few more of her quotations in a couple of minutes. Okay. But... Um, Come back to a retirement budget. We, we definitely want you to do a retirement budget. We'll give you the form. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'll send you a budget form. You can use it. Um, we can show you how to fill it out if you want. Besides the budget so you know where your money is going to go, the next most important financial thing you need to know is what are your health insurance options? Mm-hmm. So shortly in a couple of months, we're going to be doing another conference on another radio show on the subject of Medicare, Medicare supplement plans, and what's included and what's not, what do they cost? Because your number one expense in retirement can likely be medical expenses. Mm -hmm. People say, no, I'm healthy, it's not gonna happen to me, but it can happen in the blink of an eye. So uh, we will be doing a whole show on uh, Medicare. Uh, You need to know how retirement income is taxed. Mm -hmm. So, if you have only Social Security, first of all, you're probably not getting by well financially. But if you have other income, you need to know how your income is going to be taxed. Mm-hmm. And if you have a lot of income, then a portion, up to 85% of your Social Security, could be subjected to income tax. Mm. So a lot of people, when they retire, they say, well, I've got this much money that I need to have coming in. This is my budget and I'm going to have $1,500 a month in Social Security. I need to make another $1,000 a month to get by, or whatever the number is, and I need to know exactly how much money could I earn before I'm going to be paying taxes on my Social Security. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people will have that very precise number, and when they work part-time, which gives them the income they need, they know that they're right at the level that they're not going to pay any income taxes on their Social Security. Hmm. And we can help you with that, too. We can analyze your Social Security and tell you exactly how much money you could earn on a part-time basis. So um, we've got access to some retirement income calculators. There are some that are online if you use the computer. 
uh, give us a call, and we'll be happy to provide that information for you. Hmm, that's interesting. That yeah. sounds like a complicated analysis. Um, it's not terribly complicated, and when we do the show on strictly the subject of Social Security, we're going to talk about more specifics of that. Okay. I'm um, not going to do that today. But your number one concern in retirement ought to be health care. And um, it, it's going to impact you at some point in time. Mm. And you better be covered for insurance, Medicare, and Medicare supplement. Um, long-term care insurance is something that people have uh, sometimes. We don't pursue that very much with clients anymore because it's become really expensive. Yeah. For some people, it can work well, and if you have it already, um, we can help you analyze that, and you'll probably want to keep it if you already have it. On the other hand, um, and I'm going to mention a company name here, Tenny has a long-term care insurance policy with John Hancock. Mm -hmm. She's now received her second significant rate increase yeah. notice. And so there becomes a time when you say to yourself, do I really want to continue this because it can become unaffordable? Yeah, but you've probably paid so much already that it's sort of disappointing she, to let it go. Sure. Well, she's had it for a long time, and probably after about 10 years, all of a sudden she got a rate increase notice, but it was significant. It was like 30 or 40%. Mm -hmm. And so there's a big jump, and they gave you options at that time. You could lower coverage, so have a less coverage. Yeah. And um, one of the things long-term care insurance does do is if you carry a minimal amount of long-term care insurance, I think it's still 125 a day mm -hmm. uh, yeah. for a two-year period, yeah. you can protect the house from a Medicaid lien. Right, as long as you have some of that protection left mm -hmm. if you go into a nursing home. Right. right. So um, that's one important reason that people carry long-term care insurance. Mm -hmm. But again, if you have it and you get a rate increase, don't automatically assume that you should just cancel it and stop making the payment because right. it's not affordable. Right. One um, of the interesting things I think some new long-term care policies have these days is like a rider where it can be a life insurance benefit too, I think. So you're not only paying into a potential long-term care policy, you're also paying towards a life insurance. So if you never use the long-term care, there could still be a benefit there. That, that's a really good point. And, um, Actually, think about reversing that for a moment. Uh, we've been involved in helping clients buy a life insurance policy with a death benefit. Let's say it's $100,000. And so they pay premiums to that, but then they become disabled. Mm -hmm. So if you have a certain kind of a rider, a living benefit rider, they call it, yeah. then two things can happen. One, you can have a waiver of premium. So you no longer have to pay the premiums on this $100,000 death benefit mm -hmm. life insurance policy. Yeah. And two, if you do end up having to go to a, a long-term care facility, a nursing home facility, now you can access the death benefit hmm. to pay for the long-term care facility. That's interesting. So now you might have $100,000 worth of benefits you can apply and be able to protect other assets. Hmm. So it's called a life insurance policy with living benefits. Hmm. That, to me, makes more sense today than a regular straight long-term care policy. Yeah, I agree. Um, but there's some variations, and if anybody would like information, uh, we can help you with that. We can help you get that set up. Um, call us at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to meet with you and go through that. I have a quotation from Phyllis Diller. Um, 
You know the, the movie actor Burt Reynolds? Yep. So Phyllis Steller says, Burt Reynolds once asked me out. I was in his room. <laughs> <laughs> she did a lot of self-insulting, uh, self-deprecating humor, didn't she? Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about long-term care. Um, you know, I think one of the things that people are most concerned about in retirement also is protecting their home. Mm-hmm. And... There's a lot of things you can do to protect the home. I know you do some of them. You do some with Tenny. Yep. You can transfer the house to the kids. Is that a good idea, a good plan? Generally, no. Okay. Um, people sometimes come into the office and say, we want to protect the house, and we're just going to transfer the house to the kids. This is a bad idea for a few reasons. One is if any of the children get into their own financial issues, then the house could potentially be at risk if you no longer own it. Um, you may lose a homestead protection on the house. There could be capital gains tax implications for doing this. So generally, it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do something else like transferring it into a trust um, so that if something happens to you, it could potentially be protected from a nursing home or just not go through a probate if someone passes away. So there are lots of things that can be done, but come on in and talk to us about it. Is that a special kind of a trust? To protect it from a nursing home? Right. Like an there are ir- irrevocable trusts. Irrevocable trusts. Yeah, that can be done, sure. Okay. It's complicated, but we can talk to you about it if you want. So I think people are concerned about losing their brain function. I think people are concerned about running out of money. Mm-hmm. But I think people are also concerned about losing their house, aren't they? They are, yeah. yeah. So it, we can help you in all those areas, Um Mike and Tenny and the Lance Law uh, Firm do a lot of work in the area of estate planning and protecting assets. Mm-hmm. And then what uh, Peter and I do, Peter Lance and I do at USA Wealth Group, is we do a lot of work with the retirement um, side of things and the cash side of things. So I see a lot of people sometimes who are going to get some kind of a lump sum benefit when they retire. And we can help convert that into something that's going to be a true retirement asset. Mm -hmm. And I see this kind of scenario. People make some unusually bad tax decisions sometimes. So let's say that you have an opportunity to pick up $50,000 as a lump sum from a retirement plan when you Mm -hmm. retire. And don't just take it and put it into a bank account or don't go out and spend it Mm -hmm. or don't necessarily just pay down bills with it. We need to look at the whole picture. But there's some really interesting things you could do instead. For example, you could take that lump sum money, and if it's a retirement account, you can roll it into an IRA. And there's no tax consequences if you do that. I have somebody that I'm talking with right now who moved from one company to another. They have a 401k plan, Mm -hmm. and they call the office to say, what should I do with this? And they're taking a new job with a new company that also has a 401k plan. So here's some of their options. They can take their old 401k plan and move it to the new company and put it into the new 401k plan. Mm -hmm. We absolutely do not recommend that. No, okay. Um, Start out your new 401k plan, yes, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. But take the 401k plan from the old company and roll it out instead into an IRA. Mm -hmm. We can help you do that. So there's no tax consequence if you do that. And now you can put it in something that will be more safe and more secure, Mm -hmm. and we can show you some things that you can do. 
and uh, you can now have that as a little nest egg as well. And I know generally when people retire, you recommend that they don't keep the money in the 401k. No, definitely not. Yeah. You have a lot more options when you retire. So whether you retire or whether you change jobs, and that's a very good point. Don't leave the money in the 401k. Move it into an IRA account instead. Mm -hmm. And there are some new rules that are expected to pass uh, very shortly. Okay. It's called the SECURE Act. It's already passed the U.S. House of Representatives. It is expected to pass the Senate. And it will extend the time period um, for you having to take money out of your retirement account, your IRA, your 401k. Right now, you have to take it out when you're 70 and a half. Yep. It will tell you now you can delay it until age 72. Hmm. Lots of other things. But uh, there are many, many things. So what I have told people, let's say you're going to get a lump sum. Let's say it's accumulated sick time. If you work for the state and you've got some accumulated sick time, comp time, whatever it happens to be, and they're going to give you a check, that money you're going to have to take into income. Mm -hmm. So here's something you could do. Let's say you have a savings account. You've got some money in a savings or checking account. Let's say that you're going to get $20,000. Um, I'll make it $25,000 as accumulated sick time when you leave and you say, great. Well, first of all, you're going to pay income taxes on it. It's going to increase your tax burden that year. So when you get that money or even just before, take money out of your savings account and put it into an IRA account. Mm -hmm. So even if you have a 401k or 403b at work, you can also have an IRA. So what happens now is you take money and put it into an IRA and you can deduct that money off your income tax and have another retirement account. Really? So there's some really smart tax things you can do. Um, meet with us anytime and we'll go through your particular uh, choices. Uh, yes, talk to your HR people and see what your options are, but definitely sit down with us. I know a lot of times you say when people retire, when they get older, you wanna be a little bit more conservative with investing so if you have a lot of money in the stock market right now maybe think about doing something more conservative well i met with somebody just this past week who has about two hundred thousand dollars in an account it's with a well-known um, mutual fund company in boston and it was all in one single fund with this account Jeez. and we looked quickly at the history of mm -hmm. the account and they've yeah. had a lot of volatility and it's currently making 2.25%. Mm -hmm. So they happened to have another family member with them, and we talked about it a little bit, and we agreed, let's get the money out of that account right away. Mm -hmm. So we picked up the phone, we called the company, we had to go through identification, and we said, close the money out of this particular fund, mm -hmm. making such, you know, with, with volatility and such a low return, put it into the cash account instead. And then we're going to meet next week and decide where to put the money. Yeah. I know that the market's been doing well recently, but you never know. If you have all your money in that the market and there's some sort of a correction, that could be an issue. Well, we've had the most volatile week we've probably had in years. Yeah. And so actually the market uh, went down one day 391 points. The next day it came back 400 points. Hmm. And it's been like an absolute seesaw. And there's just too many factors at work out there that we can show you some much better choices. I have to give you one more quotation from uh, Phyllis Diller. Okay. The reason women don't play football is because 11 of them would never wear the same outfit in public. <laughs> 
That's changed, I think, since That's sexist, she, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. That's a sexist joke. <laughs> um, well, one of my other favorite authors is uh, J.K. Rowling. Um, and uh, she said, if you want to see the true measure of a man, watch how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. Hmm. Interesting. It is yeah. true, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, today we've covered a lot of things about um, a little bit about Social Security, mostly um, think about the financial side of retirement as well as the legal side of retirement. And think about the personal side of retirement because you want to have a plan. You don't mm -hmm. want to just close the door in your job one day and say, all right, what am I going to do next? Yeah. You need to think about it financially. You need to think about it psychologically. What do you want to do? Right. Um, what can you do to help of the family members or contribute to your community. Um, you need to prepare for retirement. Mm -hmm. You need to train your brain. Um, That's right. Take a lot of supplements, Michael, maybe? Mm -hmm. no. Just one vitamin. How about a multivitamin? That'll, that'll yeah, do can, it. You can take a multivitamin. <laughs> you want to get some exercise? Yep. But mostly you want to think about what you're doing. So all we do in my office is help people with retirement planning. Mm -hmm and finance, the financial side of retirement planning, whether it's reverse mortgages or whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. We can help you. Um, give us a call. On the legal side, give Tenny or Mike a call at Lance Law, 508-998-8800. We're here to help. That's what we do. Absolutely. Yep. We'll see you again next week on the radio. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. <laughs>